Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My name is Lance Laster. My name is Kevante Chillis. And after eight seasons on television, it's finally time to talk about all the things that make Arrow, Arrow. Welcome to Always Hold On to Arrow, the podcast that talks about all the things that make Arrow, Arrow. I'm Lance. And I'm Kev. In today's episode, we're going to talk about a couple of different topics. Two, really. We're going to talk about early Arrow and just how it was in the beginning, because the show is very different in the very beginning than it is uh, what it becomes later. And then we're also going to talk about the the family and the family aspect that is very heavily present in the early era. Yes, definitely. Let's jump right into it with the this uh, discussion on the family. So let's start with probably the most important one in in the family as far as like what is going on with the story and like the narrative going through it. That's Robert Queen. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, man. Um, Daddy Queen. Uh, he, yeah. It's interesting that he's a he's a he's a character that's so important that's rarely seen. Kind of reminds mm-hmm. me of a uh, the show I watched before called Dexter, where that dad okay. kind of drove the character Dexter throughout the entire show. Mm-hmm. Um, you just saw him in flashbacks. You have you have this 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 character who I really really like in these early episodes when Oliver is talking about him to Diggle and he says, "I watched my dad shoot himself in the head, but I yeah. think he was also atoning for his sins." So mm-hmm. he more so trying to save me, but also trying to, you know, atone for his sins. He, he he's he's a really interesting character. I wish that I could have seen him before all that. I wanted to see the things that he was doing because yeah. he was presented as this really protecting, loving father. But really, he was responsible for the reason Star City or Starling City is the way it is. Yeah, so well, and not wild. only that, but like I want to I want to know what what got him to turn. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like what was it? What was it that was the straw that broke the camel's back? Like, what was it that finally convinced him? You know what? This is not right. Yeah, he, that's what I want to know. He seems to be the redeemable one out of the group, probably more so than Moira. Moira gets kind of pushed, and obviously that's jumping into another character, in the family. But yeah, but no, Robert Queen is just he's he's this interesting over 
arcing thing that is driving our main character that we really want to know more about, but we kind of can't because we catch yes. the tail end of his story. And so we're kind of learning about him through conversations other people are having and just the inner monologues of what drives Oliver Queen, which is pretty cool. Yeah, very true. Very true. And it's and it's true. He he hangs over this entire show, yeah. his entire legacy. And I think you know, he gets probably the most run in a couple of episodes in the early in the early going. So like the episode where Oliver, they want him to take the take his family's place basically and be yeah. the, you know, and the heir apparent uh, it's fun the heir apparent and, and it's funny because first of all there's there's so many in that episode in particular like there's a lot of batman begins style things in that episode yeah. like the whole applied sciences thing yes and then his his batman at the birthday party yes. uh, thing when he's doing his press conference it's so it's so hilarious honest it's, it's very, also really funny, too. Yeah, very, very well done. Very comedic, uh, great comedic acting there, but yeah. Absolutely. But, you know, the, the interesting thing, though, is like Oliver is is still like, he went through all, so much trauma. Yeah. And he's in, and it's crazy how many people are not really understanding that he is a victim of PTSD. Oh, and yes. Are not a, they don't acknowledge it. They don't seem to sympathize or empathize. And, but he is, you know, the first really real traumatic event that happened is like him watching his father, you know, shoot himself. Yes. And, and not, and you know, the boat going down, that's just shocking. Right. Yeah. But like the trauma really sets in there. Cause that's the first key loss, the uh, yes. like really key loss for him personally. The, the Sarah was more of a victim, mm-hmm. but and especially we learn about her later, but Robert Queen and the fact that that Oliver still thinks that he's not going to be the man he was can't live up to his his legacy and has to put himself through this burden uh, to protect that legacy and, and keep it on and is it's really compelling stuff. Yes. especially when he says, um, "I wrote down here." He's like, "To honor your wishes, I have to dishonor your memories." What he says to him at the grave. Yeah, in that one thing. That's that's some powerful stuff to take in. That's intense, and it also it. It's good for a story since it's, I don't I still don't know at this point watching the show over really relearning all of this stuff. I really don't know what's going on is how he feels about his dad. I think I said in the first episode that he looks at his dad like a superhero and it's pretty wild that I don't I can't grasp how true that is for him. If he if he's if he's pretending that in that moment when he's doing a speech where he says I can never be like my dad. I I'm not going to be half the man he was. Was that legitimately how you felt, or was that him playing the character of the Oliver Queen that needed to be present for that meeting and for that situation? Yeah, that's 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 an interesting question because he knows what his dad has done. So I I don't I don't know if he's really feels that way about his dad at this point, or mm. if he's forgiven his dad and looks at him as a hero for saying, "Hey, I need you to take care of this." But then he goes back to Diggle later on and says, "Hey, I I think he killed himself." To, to save me, but also to atone for what he had done wrong. So it really kind of drives a a wedge in my perception of what does Oliver think about this man? It's probably a conflicted feeling. Has to be. Has to be. Right? Like, because he knows the full story, and yet, like, he knows what he has to do. He knows that his dad was involved somehow, and ha- and he has wrongs that need to be righted. But at the same time, and, you know, another quote that he says is, I need to be the person I need them to see me as. And yes. so that's 
why he goes the, to the length that he needs to do. And it's interesting because like Robert kind of had to do the same thing prior to his basically betrayal of, of the people that are on that list. Right. Yes. I think, I think it's hard for me to get into Robert queen as the character without also going into the list, which is its own thing, mm-hmm. but it's heavily influenced. It, it, it's Robert's list. Yes. It ends up, we end up learning that it's the list. Everyone knows about the list. Everyone mm-hmm. involved in this, this, uh, this undertaking that we learned about in the future yeah. episodes. But Robert knew and had a list of people that were involved in the things that they were doing wrong mm-hmm. and decided to turn that thing he had, whether he was keeping that book, that list for his own personal reasons. I don't know why as a criminal, you would have a list of all your criminal cohorts. That doesn't seem, it seems counterproductive <laughs> or yeah. counterintuitive, but there had to have been something where he was like, I need these names for something for, for some particular reason down the line. And it happened to end up being here, son, fix what I did wrong. Um, he starts the famous line. I didn't save my city. I failed it, yes. which becomes the most iconic line in the show. Even though he goes away from it for seasons, everyone still knows that Oliver Queen says you have felt this city, which was given yeah. to him by that statement from his dad. Again, like that's the shadow of Robert, right? Like yeah. it's 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 something that hangs over this, this entire show. And you know, spoilers: Robert comes back later. <laughs> like we mm-hmm. actually like when we get some other flashbacks, we get to see a little bit more of Robert, like in yes. the flesh, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, we also get Ghost Dad. <laughs> yes. In a sorry, I just thought about a horrible Bill Cosby movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh man, that movie and that guy. <laughs> Not going down that well. Yeah, let's, uh, yeah, let's, let's steer clear of that. <laughs> you know, now I will say though about Cosby. So, like, I I lived in Philadelphia for a couple of years when I was doing my my masters, and I w- went to Temple, yeah. which is famous for lots of things. But all, but you know, one of them, chief among them, in a lot of ways, in a lot of respects, is that it's Bill Cosby's alma mater, right? I but, did not know that. <laughs> yeah, and so I get to Temple. And then within the first year that I'm there, that's when all that stuff goes down. It's just like, uh, <laughs> way to go! Oh man. Well, you know now they have now they have Lance Laster from Temple, so they can go off. That's that. right. They can go off yeah, that me, now. Yeah, me and Kevin Hart, <laughs> <laughs> who barely went there. Yeah, yeah. He's he's doing okay for himself though. He's doing I think okay he's for doing himself. all right. But yeah, no. But anyway, so shout out got, to Temple. We got Robert Queen. I mean. Any, anything else we need to add about Robert Queen, or do we need to go into more members of this very, very in-depth, interesting, likable as characters family? No, I think I think next because we get we get a lot of Robert and his influence, but mm-hmm. we don't get a lot of him as a character. Yes, but we do get a lot of some of these other people though, like yes. Moira, for example. Incredibly complex character, but interesting character. Yeah, it's Moira has. And 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 her the, the actress's portrayal of this character, she does a great job of making me want to not like her, but still feel sorry for her. Yes. After the first episode, I'm like, okay, I, I my my guard is up. I know that she is doing something wrong in some sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, she abducted her own son, and apparently has something to do with the ship going down. Yes. So keep keep my guard up. But then by the episode three or four, you're just realizing that like this woman lost her husband. And she lost her son, and then she got her son back, but now her son is totally different, and she knows the people who did these things, and she just kind of feels like she's the person just stuck. Like, she can't go anywhere. Um, and it's 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 really... You feel sorry for her 
after the first couple episodes. You do feel sorry for her, but like, as you said, in the back of your mind, though, you know that she is, A, part of an organization that is doing bad things, and two, and probably most important, she she had knowledge of and likely was in on sabotaging her husband's boat that her husband and son went on a trip for. Yeah. And would lead to their deaths. Like yeah. she is responsible for this. She is partly responsible. She was so terrified that she was, she was so terrified of, we'll learn Malcolm Merlin mm-hmm. that she was willing to basically send her husband and son to die. That has to be, and she's not cold hearted. She hasn't shown anything to shed that didn't bother her. So yes. she was broken about this, but then she got her son back. Mm-hmm. And she says, I think maybe it's episode five or six where she's like, you know, I always felt connected to you. I mean, there's there, there's aspects of their of their parenting that really resonate with me and my parenting, which is kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Not that I would sabotage my own son's bolt and try to, you know, we're not going that far. But <laughs> it's it's interesting that she was like, Oliver, I always felt like me and you had a thing. Mm-hmm. And when you and you know, she's like, and you were ripped it from me. Now she knew it was gonna happen. But yes. it still hurts to lose your child in that manner. And now he's back. Wow, I have my son back, but he has no interest in me. And Honestly, in the back of her mind, she probably thinks she deserves that. <laughs> yes. But it still must hurt to see that, like that connection she had. She doesn't have that with Thea. She tells no. this really interesting story. I about, love that story. Yeah, about the cat who her dad thought. And the thing is, is that, and this isn't to throw, you know, this isn't to throw, like, like I'm not comparing me and my wife to Robert and Moyer Queen, but <laughs> parents will, will have, I have, a, I have a connection with my daughter. My mm-hmm. oldest daughter. I have a connection with her because we're very similar. And usually when she is frustrated or stressed about life or upset, I'm that guy who can go to her and get through to her mm-hmm. better than anyone else in the family. So, but I also have another child who that's, that's Jessica, my wife, my wife can get through to that kid way quicker than I can. There's mm-hmm. just something there. It's, it's this yeah. weird, like connection. Mm-hmm. And I felt that and, 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 and it hurts as a parent. To want to connect with your kid, but you just kind of have that natural friction. You don't know why. Sometimes yeah. there's no cause to it. It just is. You just don't vibe. And her saying that and then, you know, showing how she had her son. She's close to him. She has a daughter who she's trying to figure out who she was kind of left with. And she's yeah. still trying to kind of figure out. Like, she's, at all things, a mother. And mm-hmm. I haven't seen complex parenting characters I mean, you know, of course we're looking, you know, we're looking at our golden goose here, Smallville. Some yeah. of the best parents we think are on television. Absolutely. But this depiction of this woman, like, like, man, like, how does she, I mean, she says, I don't sleep at night, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like how, do, how is she functioning <laughs> with everything that's pulling on her? She's almost as damaged as Oliver Queen. Oh, she ju- she's just as damaged. Yeah, and she has <laughs> and she has just as much blood on her hands too. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. So they still have that connection, which is interesting to kind of yeah. think about. Like, so you know, it, it. Yeah, you're 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 right on a lot of those top on, on on a lot of those fronts. It's heartbreaking watching her try with with Thea and not get anywhere. Yeah, and then to try to make up for lost time with Oliver and like and know that she has this second chance, but things are different. And it's it's hard for her to 
recognize that things are different. And it, it takes her a while to kind of get to that point. And it takes Thea longer, but she does get there. But, you know, Moira kind of gets gets there first as far as this, the family is concerned and how they deal with each other. And she finally realizes that she has to adjust first. And she's the first one to adjust as well. Yeah, she does. Because it's not Oliver. No. <laughs> Oliver is just, as he says, a damaged jerk. <laughs> yeah. No, Moira, she's a good character. I know where she goes, but I'm interested to watch it now. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. And also just like the fact that she, you know, she has this this facade, like this prim and proper type of mm-hmm. uh, exterior, right? And yeah. she, you know, even like that scene at the end of one of the episodes where she tries eating the big belly burger with the fork and yeah. knife. And like, that, like that's her, like that's, that is also her character. That is also a truth about her character. That's the right? horror but queen like, she has to present to everyone. <laughs> Yeah, but she's also not afraid to do dirty work when she's meeting with Malcolm Merlin. Yeah, she gives you know, him that and, mom like, death of, stare. You know, of limousines and at secluded locations and saying, yeah. you know, don't go after my family, all this other stuff. Yeah, I mean, she 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 embezzled what two point six million from her own company to hide the yes. yacht. Like that's yeah, that 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 that's dirty work right there. Absolutely. I mean, and also let's kind of talk about that. Like, found the wreckage. Yeah, had it had it shipped to the U.S. Yeah. and kept it. Yeah, like and then and then kept it from her from from her new husband. Yeah, I yeah no. Can we can we transition into Walter now? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Walter Steele is upon rewatching one of the most genuine people probably in the first season. Yeah, he is an honest to good man who just mm-hmm. finds himself in a messed up situation. Absolutely. And there's things that I notice watching him now is that the actor does a great job at when the focus isn't on him, he's in the background listening, mm-hmm. his expressions and the way he looks at things show like he takes Oliver's insults as saying, I understand why you're insulting me. I'm yes. not taking it personal. I get Correct. what's going on here. You know, and he's he's put in an awkward situation because he fell in love with this woman, married her. Yeah. A son came back, which is throwing everything off, and he's Correct. just handling it with grace. Like he is from, you know. Let, let's not even talk about the fact that oh, my my stepson, you know, is now alive. Mm-hmm. From a business mindset, he expects Oliver Queen is alive. Well, I guess there goes my job, and he's kind of willing to do that. He's like, yes, yeah, this is your company. Like he's just a genuine dude, and he almost doesn't fit because he's just not being secretive or there's nothing wrong with him. And when he finds out what's going on, he even reacts in a genuinely nice way. Like, I'm not going to like go off on you. I'm just, I'm just going to, I need some space. I'm going to leave and figure out what's going on. And like, it's like, where do you find people like this? This guy is salt of the earth. (laughs) Yeah. He's, he's definitely a needle in a haystack. Um, (laughs) So, like with Walter, I got to give him a whole lot of credit. And, you know, a lot of this, you got to give a lot of credit to you're talking about like his how he acts in the background when he's not the focus. Like you got to give a lot of credit to, to Colin Salmon because he is a great actor. Yes. Right. And he just kind of knows exactly what his role is. He knows how to how to execute it. And he is a consummate professional, like throughout yes. his entire run on this show. But as the character of Walter, though, like he he knows his 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 boundaries and doesn't push past them, but he doesn't underperform them either. Right. Like when it, when he knows that Moira's having trouble 
making sure you know Thea's in the fold and wanting uh, Thea to be more in- inclusive, he makes sure that Thea is at that at that gathering that they're going to when yeah. he tries to buy that company. Like just little things like that, he makes sure is there. When he finds out about the the missing money, you're right. He calls Moro to the office so they can have a conversation about it, like in private, not like in their home. Yep. There's no shouting match. There's none of that stuff. It's like it's the most clean and appropriate measured response <laughs> to a, to a yes. situation that you could give, and he gives that consistently when he is being questioned by a very, very aggressive conflict of interest detective Lance about being accused of killing off his competitors. He gets irritated by that, but still handles it with a professional confidence of like, I don't need to overreact to this. I'm just going to tell you what I need to say. And then you guys can get out of my house. Like basically he's just, he's just, he's smooth. I mean, like I can definitely see why Moira would go for that guy. Like, I mean, yeah. I want my daughter to marry Walter Steele. This dude's great. <laughs> but no, like he's just, he is almost, he's an odd man out because he's so good. Yes, absolutely. And That's a good way of putting it. It's going to continue to, get, I mean, like, you know, we're jumping ahead in some episodes, but think about where he's going to be eventually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And still how he handles all that. So it's just, yeah. it's just, it's just, he is a, genuine good character put in a strange situation that he had no business in being in and did nothing to really deserve other than fall in love with someone yes it's kind of tragic on his end it is tragic but he's just noticeably different than everyone else Mm -hmm. in a good way yeah in a good way and then also with with walter walter is responsible for bringing on an important aspect of the show of arrow and it without walter we would not be introduced to one felicity smoke yes yes and before okay and don't worry don't worry everybody we are going to talk at length about felicity at the appropriate time and we're going to give her a fair shake absolutely a very very fair shake but for right now first of all felicity is fine felicity's fine in season 1 in early in all of early arrow she's fine she's 100% yes. fine right yes but Things happen that are, let's just say, problematic with her with her character and how she's done and handled yeah. later on. But don't worry, we will get there when we get there. But it is important to, to note that Walter is the one that introduces the that introduces this character, right? Because he needs her to look into the the missing two point five million dollars, two point six million dollars. Yes. Wait, hang on. Did Walter? Did Walter find? Miss Smoke before Oliver brought the shot up laptop. Was that before Oliver brought Oliver brought the laptop to her? Yes. But that in itself was just kind of a one off type of thing. Her you know, which, when you we see <laughs> Which it was supposed which was to great. be. <laughs> which is what it was supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? But without Walter though, she would not have had a purpose for the show. Yes. That's why him bringing her on is 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 so noteworthy because Oliver because with without Walter having her give a uh, giving her a project and hey look into this and see what you could do about this she would have just been like this this the random blonde that Oliver brought a shot up laptop to that would have been yeah. a trivia question right yeah. but her involvement further because of Walter makes her more integral and so when we see her again it's more it's more refreshing and we and it's more exciting because it's like oh because she's also doing she's also doing the same thing for oliver 
but she's doing a, a, a deeper dive. And so like, oh, I wonder how they're going to connect. So that's that's how because Walter kind of gets the gets the wheels started a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, Oliver, it's just there's just too much of a randomness to it mm-hmm. and where it's just something you could easily write off if you don't see it repeatedly every single episode. Yeah. But Walter giving her like an assignment and something to dig into and she, her looking into the Queen family as a whole, in addition to the fact that she had knowing that we she'd already looked into a laptop for Oliver. We now get to know more about Felicity through yes. that. Okay, I got you. Love it or hate it, Walter has an impacting <laughs> has an impact on the show, well beyond his time on the show. <laughs> yes, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. But I'm gonna let him pass. I think Walter's a great character. I really do. All I right, do. so okay, we got we got we got Moria Queen, we got Robert Queen, we got Walter Steele, which is also a really cool name. Yeah, Walter Steele. What a name. That's a really cool name. Flow. I mean, like I, you know, I have a I have a big jealousy towards people whose names flows. Yours mm-hmm. included. <laughs> I cannot smoothly say my full name. Cavante mm-hmm. Chillis is just. Some people say it's cool, but when you try to say it in a cool way, it doesn't come out that way. It just doesn't do it. <laughs> Walter Steele's a great name. So, Moira, Robert, Walter Steele. Let's talk about Thea, man. Let's okay. talk about Thea. I think this rewatch, I learned the most about her. Okay. And all these things. So, I want to start off with her by saying that when I first saw her in episode two. I was like, okay, she's just rebellious just to be rebellious now. And in episode one, she was very little sister-like. She sees mm-hmm. Oliver. She says, I knew you'd come back. And she hugged, you know, she's very yeah. childish. But then suddenly she's like, I think once they noticed, once they once they said that she was 17, suddenly like, okay, she's a near adult. You watched her in the first episode with her friend and the, and the, uh, the narcotic medicine, the, you know, yeah. the, the pain medicine. And you're like... Not not to excuse drug use, but you're like, oh, that's almost stereotypical of what you expect a spoiled rich girl to do, like in a mm-hmm. sense. So they they shied away from her doing drugs and now turn it into like an alcohol issue. Yeah. From then on, every every episode until we get to an episode where I think uh, I forgot the name of the drug. I can't think of it. Vertigo? Um, vertigo. Oh, man. I can't believe I forgot that. But at this point now, it's just drinking. Right. And so I was watching this character and it's real quick. And she, she mentions it several times, but we have Oliver who we both clearly said is, is, is a damaged, as he even says, a damaged character suffering from PTSD. Mm -hmm. PTSD is something very near and dear to my heart. It's rapid in my community as a veteran. It's not only a military thing. People get PTSD from car accidents. People get PTSD from birth. It's Mm -hmm. anything traumatic in your life. They can give you yeah. stress, <laughs> hence the name. So you have we have Oliver, PTSD, right? We have Moira, who isn't necessarily PTSD, but more so guilt. Yeah, guilt-ridden. Guilt-ridden, yes. Thea is clearly suffering from PTSD as well because she's 17, so at 12 years old, her dad and brother, who we find out she's super close to her dad, Yep. And she idolized her brother. Yes. They both go on a trip, never return. Moira marries Walter, and she says, and I had nobody. She is trying to feel something, and that is generally why I think she is leaning towards the things she is doing. She wants to be comforted by something. And it's, it's, now that I'm watching, I'm like, oh, this isn't just like like an annoying, like, you know, little sister character. Mm -hmm. This person's like messed up in the head. Like she's, yes. and then to have your brother come back, you're like, well, I guess that's good. But my dad didn't come back. My my brother's back. Okay, cool. 
but now my brother doesn't even really talk to me. He kind of just tells mm-hmm. me what to do or what not to do. And, you know, I don't really like this. And she's just kind of stuck, like, in a sense, like more. But hers is just like, is this even better than I had it? Yeah. And, it, and you know, it's, it's different when you're young because yeah. she, she doesn't have any agency, right? She can't no. go where she wants to do, can't do what she wants to do. She can't do any of that stuff. Yeah. And she and so she's doing all these, you know, she's <laughs> breaking and entering, trying on dresses. You yeah. know, getting drunk, getting access to parties with ease. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like just like I love it. Like uh, I think in the first episode, Oliver's like, "How did you get in here?" She's like, "I believe someone said right this way, Miss Queen." <laughs> it's like it's uh-huh. really funny, you know. <laughs> Once again, there's there's a lot of humor in these first episodes, man. I, there I, really is. A lot of people think this is just like I mean, I think Batman Begins and even The Dark Knight kind of get this rep too because this is kind of like what people compare it to. Mm-hmm. Everyone sees him as like you know. There's this dark, written, gritty thing, but there's humor in those movies. There is. There's a lot of things that make me laugh in both of those movies. So there's a lot of things I found myself laughing at in these episodes. Mm-hmm. Thea has a bunch of good one-liners, but yeah, no, she is definitely a damaged character suffering, like suffering heavily emotionally. And she's mm-hmm. looking for someone to help her and someone to make her feel like she's accepted, like she's wanted or even needed. To a point where she takes the wrong signals from an adult man. <laughs> yes. And she's desperately young, yeah, you know. That- you know, so it which is also a very mature storyline because this show was very mature and didn't treat its audience like we weren't mature ourselves. Yeah. Especially well, especially early on. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We're we're, we're this early era we're talking about here. Early era, folks. I don't want to see people already yelling about, well, in season seven, I know, I know. Uh-huh. Season six, we know. I know. We know. We're going to get there. We're talking about early era. Let's stay in this little slab of arrow that we all love, that's comfortable, that's exciting, that's new. Yes. There's no crossovers they have to figure out. Correct. There's no new team. <laughs> Ragman's not here yet. Let's just Ragman. focus. Let's just focus on early arrow. Fighting Deadshot and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? The good stuff. Absolutely. The good stuff. I know I went on a long rant about Thea. It's okay. But please, if you have anything to add to, to that, go for it. Man. No, you kind of hit it on the head. She, yeah. she is acting out because she needs some... She She's a ship without a rudder, right? Yeah. Because all of it was kind of stripped from her. And nobody really paid attention to to see and notice any of those things, which is yeah. which is also just as sad. Uh, and watching her in these earlier episodes, the the first thing I thought of, and this is you know partly because this is what I know her from, but it's the OC. Like the early part of this is, I was like, I, you see her, it's like, oh yeah, that's that's the kid that played Caitlin Cooper. And then you watch the first couple episodes, and her first couple of interactions with everybody is like, oh, she's still playing Caitlin Cooper. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but then it gets it gets a little bit more deep. And a little bit more interesting, you know, she has that talk with Oliver at at the gravesite, and she talks, she gives Oliver some actual good advice, she gives Merlin some good advice. Yeah. Uh, so she's she's not like an airhead. She's yeah. not she's not dumb. She's she has a good head on her shoulders for the most part. She just is acting out because she has no direction and no drive and no focus. And it's interesting when she finally gets those things, her character takes a, a dramatic turn and a dramatic shift. Yeah. And and her character is not done yet. And her arc is is only just beginning. So we will we will definitely do a deep dive on her later when her, when that is somewhat completed. But yeah, like early, early on, Thea, I didn't know that I would like her 
in the earlier earlier parts of the season, but I grew to like her a whole lot. Even when this is this is before she becomes like you know a badass ninja, right? Yeah, yeah. like when she was just regular <laughs> Thea hanging out. I started yeah. to like her, you know, towards the like you know about now ish. I started yeah. to like Thea, and you know, this is she is way far from who she becomes later and who like I I liked, but like I starting to really and see why I liked her as much as I did through these first few episodes. Yeah, the, the show does a great job of turning our expectations on its head. Like, the first episode, you get your characters which you think are going to be these tropey characters. You get, mm-hmm. like, I mean, I fell victim to the first episode. Tommy. God, Tommy. Just the guy who says, but by episode two and three, like, okay. All right, there's yeah. more to him. Thea. Okay, she's just a little sister who's going to, he has to keep a secret from. Oh, mm-hmm. no, no. Actually, she has to Okay, well, Moira's kind of this bad guy now but wait also i feel what she's going through walter's yes. going to be this kind of guy in the background you don't really have to pay attention to whoa wait a second walter's got a pivotal to these first episodes and man he's actually really interesting you know yeah. i mean the show is very unconventional yeah. in how it yes. handles the characters and i appreciated that because too much of what we watch is generic and, and, and conventional yeah and so when you are thrown a little bit of a curveball it keeps you on your toes and it makes you want to watch more because it's like what are they going to do next yeah right like i was genuinely shocked um back when i watched the show for the first time when i saw diggleback for episode two i was like oh yeah he, he's a character cool because mm-hmm. i i assumed when oliver just kind of choked him out that was the end of diggle but no here he is and like <laughs> i mean you know so because that's the kind of things you would see you get used to that in shows and like you kind of feel like you can kind of predict or see what's going to happen with certain characters. And I I don't think there's any character that we can look at from episode one, honestly, and be like, I know what's going to happen with this person. Hmm. And it ends up being that, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. You know, I mean, but, you know, that, that, that that's partially the longevity of the show, but it's also just interesting characters in writing, you know, so. Absolutely. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Yeah, who's next, man? I'm, I'm, this is fun. Who's next? Diggle. Yes. <laughs> I was hoping you'd say that. <laughs> because Diggle is, he's 
technically part of the Queen family at this point. He's Oliver's bodyguard, so he's going to be there. By the end for, of this for, show, they say they're brothers. Oh, they they start saying that way earlier than that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but early on, they they have this. They have a respectable working relationship. And Diggle does not, you know, as he says, don't take me for a fool, Mr. Queen. Like he yes. says some things, he says some things to Oliver that like you and I have likely heard from a, a, a black older male figure in Man. before. <laughs> let me just, so let, funny. let me just peel back the curtains here for all of our listeners, the millions and millions of them. Okay. I, John Diggle sounded like my stepfather <laughs> growing up. Yep. And 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 those kind of conversations with my stepdad made me a marine. So you can see Diggle is very much Diggle. <laughs> I knew that I would like his character when when Moira's kind of accosting him for not being able to keep up with Oliver, and he's like, "Well, you know what? I've never had a client that didn't want my protection." And then Oliver's yeah. like, "I'm sorry, I gave you so much grief." And any other show, Diggle would have stayed quiet and kept getting duped. But he said, "Look, I'm yeah. gonna tell you something right now." You do that again, you won't have to fire me. I'm not putting up with this. Like, yes, what a real actual military guy would say. Correct. Like, and then we learn more about Diggle's perception of Oliver, or at least how he's revealing it to um, other people. He's like, I- I'm, I'm just guarding rich one percenters and white boys. So, like, he's he's he doesn't have time for that. Correct. But. He also, as we touched on last episode, perceives Oliver as something more, which he keeps leaning into a little bit. Like, I yeah, I know there's more to you because I can see that. There was a scene. They're sitting in the car. I think it's after Oliver gets declared alive again in court. Okay. And they're sitting in the car. Oh, yeah, this is a great scene. And he's like, talks about, and, and the thing is, it, it, it felt so me in 2012. Mm-hmm. Fresh out of Afghanistan, my two combat tours. And he's like, Back home is where the battlefield is. Everyone wants you to open up. Everyone's trying to get you. Everyone wants you to talk about these traumatic things, which is very true. Yeah. Um, I experienced that myself in a sense. But he's like, maybe you aren't as messed up as you have every right to be. Like, he's like, you should be on the floor, like yeah. destroyed. Yet mm-hmm. you're putting on this facade, this obvious facade to me that you're okay and you want to party and oh, you yeah. do all these things. And Diggle is a smart smart character there's so many smart characters yes and i love that no diggle has great lines man hey i'm gonna make you i'm gonna make you swallow that nikon like yeah classic you know but he stands up for himself and he Mm -hmm. doesn't let himself get pushed around even by oliver queen this very famous very rich person you know he works for him this guy is cutting his paycheck by all sense he should be very yes sir yes sir yes sir but he's like no i don't have time for that and it's it makes you respect Diggle. Absolutely. And that's and that's that's why well, first of all, Diggle at some I think Diggle starts taking an interest in Oliver. Right? He yeah. he I think because I think in addition to his paycheck, I think he is curious because yeah. he sees that there's something different about him. And I think he kinda wants to know why and he kinda wants to know what's up. Probably after the knife, right? <laughs> after yeah. the knife. Yeah, that's especially that's, especially yeah. after the knife. Yeah. I think I think he had an inkling after he saw Oliver pickpocket the uh, Thea in the pilot. Yeah, I think he had an inkling then, and when he noticed that he could like you know kind of ninja out of the car, that was probably like he was like, all right, you, you you got me, fine. But when he saw Oliver do that, I think that's when his that's when it, his interest kind of kind of picked a little bit. 
And then after that, like the knife is kind of really what's kind of like, okay, you are not who you say you are. Yeah, he, he takes an interest in Oliver. And, and and there's something that I really, really appreciated. He relates to him because he, he clearly sees that he is he is experiencing likely what Diggle experienced when he came back from his yeah. tours. Yeah. Yeah. But in a sense, I do like that when Oliver reveals that he is the hood mm-hmm. and Oliver says, I'm a soldier like you. He's like, you're not a soldier. I yeah. do like that. He drew the line. They're like, no, he did. We are totally different. We are experiencing mm-hmm. the same things, but we're not. And, and I remember like, okay, well, you know, Diggle takes that title very seriously. I goof around about the Marines, but don't let anybody make fun of it. We will fight, Correct. you know? Yeah. So I, I liked how he stood up for that. Like, no, you're not a soldier. You didn't earn that title. And I really liked that. Stand up for the veteran community. I feel patriotic right now. You know what I'm saying? That's right. I feel patriotic. All right. I'm stretching. No, it's, <laughs> it's great, man. Um, Diggle is going to be a fan favorite for obvious reasons. Oh, yeah. Again, arguably the best character on the show. He became that for me. My, I'm hoping this will be the next character that I can smoothly transition into. But my favorite character in the beginning of it was a guy that I've criticized almost the most. I know everyone's thinking, oh, Tommy. No, it's not Tommy. It's Detective Lance. Ah, I want to do Lance first if we can, and then maybe Laurel afterwards, and then okay, we can probably hit up on Tommy too, man. But Detective Lance, once again, is a character that you see in the first episode. You learned at the end that he is the father of Sarah and Laurel. You get, you begin to look back on the episode and say, I see why he was so short with the Queen family, especially Oliver. Yes, he's letting his anger slip, but man, how composed like how he's able to keep his composure at all around him is pretty amazing so you get in the other episodes and you start to see this guy who i watched him i think episode two three and four figure out what was going on without having any connection to anything i do love in uh, i think it's the second episode he's talking to martin summers mm-hmm. about uh the call he got you know and he's like oh we have found his arrow and he places it in the the desk, like, like, you know, like he's like, you want to tell me what this is about? I love that he, I love how he finds out that Laurel is speaking to the hood. He's like, you know, I find it interesting that I did this right after I talked to you about this, this happened. Like those are the, I love Smallville y'all, but those are the kind of things that seasons would hang on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like the threads they showed in this first episode, the first episode of the show, they're almost all wrapped up by the sixth episode. Mm-hmm. That would have lasted in other shows, particularly one we care about, for maybe a season, maybe an entire yeah. run of the show. Who knows? Yes. But Detective Lance is a detective. He is perceptive. He's not And he dumb. actually is showing those traits. Yes. He figures things out. Um, He correctly gets Oliver as the vigilante. <laughs> yes, he does. Even when Oliver passed the polygraph, he's like, I can tell a guilty man when I see one. He's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, we as the viewers are like, we can't like this guy because our hero is Oliver. You hear from Laurel that he lost his daughter. Then his wife left because he couldn't handle losing his daughter. Yeah. And we see the first real scene of him, his drinking problem. Yeah. Oh, that's, that, is, that is tough. Yeah. You know, and have your daughter pick it from a bar. Yeah. He's in her by himself. And if you're at a bar by yourself, it's super late. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Or it's super early. So yes. either way, it's not <laughs> good. <laughs> either way, it's not good. So, yes. you know, and you look at this guy like, man, this guy is, he has to be a cop to function right now. He's buried Correct. himself in his work because if he sits at home long enough to think about his life, 
he tells Laurel, you're all I have left to live for, mm-hmm. which, you know, that's a very romanticized thing to say. But if we want to talk about how serious and down to earth this show is, he's saying, I don't want to live. Yes. You're the only reason I'm here. If you weren't mm-hmm. here, I probably wouldn't be around either. So that's incredibly depressing. You have all these damaged characters all suffering around the same thing in different ways. And each one you care about. Mm-hmm. I'm not like, oh my God, another person's mad about the shipwreck. Like it's like yeah. they all have legitimate reasons and they all behave in those legitimate reasons in understandable ways. No, no, no one is overreacting. Yeah, they all react true to their character. Yeah. And that's like refreshing. That doesn't happen. Yeah. Literally, some of the shows we would love would spend like a long time keeping that. Like it's just, it's just this guy, um, he's very by the book, but it's not annoying. Correct. He's uh he has a saying, I I'm I I can't think of the saying. You don't have to go outside the law to find justice. I find think. justice. Yeah. That is a line obviously written to make him completely go against the vigilante who is doing outside of that boundary. But that line there kind of informs what he behaves. His daughter gets threatened. I'm going to put police, you know, detail on you. Oh, wait, speaking of which Diggle smokes, or at least, at least he did. At least he did. Because in that, because yeah. I was thinking about the police detail. Diggle says, I went to ask them for a light and they were both dead in the squad mm-hmm. car. But it just shows like he is so ready to protect his daughter or daughters in this case, because he's so angry at Oliver. It's not overdone. His behavior, the way he speaks to Moira and, you know, he doesn't, he's not really mean to, to Walter, but Walter is involved with Moira. The way he deals with Oliver, um, the way he talks about Tommy Merlin. Uh, yeah. He, he has a legitimate reason to do that. It's not, he's not just saying it because his character needs to say it which is something that I think this show does well. A lot of people do things because that's what they would do. Not because the story needs them to do those things. Correct. Yeah. And, and, you know, and the cool thing with, with Lance is that you get to see his evolution as far as how he views what Oliver is doing, Mm -hmm. right? Like he, even, even earlier on and a little bit later in this season, he kind of has to make a choice and make that difficult choice to, to, to call him and utilize his help yeah. because he realizes that it's necessary and it puts him in an interesting position. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's cool to watch him and his evolution over, over the course of, you know, years at this yeah. point. No, uh, the, but earlier on, he's definitely a dynamic character. Yeah, no, it's it, it, all of his early actions with, with, uh, with the hood crack me up, man. Um, he catches him on the docks. You know, like twitching, you're dead. Didn't like he realizes when the hood gives him the the, the information he needs. Uh-huh. He's like, Son of a bitch! Like I don't want you to do that. Like, yeah, I don't want you to be that kind of person. I want you to be a bad guy. So you know he gets mad about that, and then like when he accuses Oliver, he's like, "I should have shot you in the docks." It's like that's so funny. Like that's like he how, just you know, straight up says like, yeah. "I should have shot you then and there." And he's just it's just the way um when Oliver uh, or the hood, I guess we should call him the hood at this point, where he uh, shows up at the down police and, station. Yeah, <laughs> like, that was my favorite. He's like, man, you got a lot of balls coming of down balls here. I love how he says that. <laughs> you know, it's just, I, I just, as these episodes went on, I was like, man, this guy's, I really like this guy. I want uh-huh. to see that, like, I almost want him to catch him. Like, he's so good. Yeah. But no, you know, Detective Lance, um, I know he has a soft spot for you because of the name share. But, um, Absolutely. Detective me. <laughs> Detective you. I, we've gone through most of the, uh, have we gotten to a bad character yet? Is is there a bad character? 
yet. <laughs> we no. will have, we will have some soon. Yeah, but, but not, not yet. yet. I mean, even not Tommy, yet. even even Tommy went from annoying best friend to an actual person. The second yeah, episode. having some having some actual depth. Yeah, and being you know he we know what he wants, but like he's also learning, and he's you you can see him changing. Yes, and he reacts in a lot of interesting ways, but also some believable ways too. Yes, he doesn't. I mean, there the, you know obviously the overhanging. If we can go CWism, that's revealed at the end of the pilot is that we believe there's going to be a love triangle set up, and in a sense that is being set up. Yes, but this is where I was like, oh, okay, this is how he becomes the bad guy. Mm-hmm. But that's not kind of really what happens. No, he says, "Well, I'm going to let Laurel know how I feel, but I'm also mm-hmm. going to respect my friend and kind of stay back." And I want to talk to him about this when it gets revealed yeah. by Thea in a moment where she's really showing I need, you know, she's, you know, she's really she's, help. Yeah. That's handled incredibly responsibly by all yep. parties involved. Absolutely. Is, you know, that would have been a three episode fight on most shows. Yeah. Or that would have been the beginning of the downward turn of creating a villain. Yes. Or, but instead it was, hey, man, I'm sorry. And Oliver is very like well, you know I was dead. What 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 you know you know what were you supposed to do? And he's like, yeah, but you're my friend. And then he goes back and says, hey, look, well now that, that conversation is done, I want to show you that I can be the guy that you deserve, which really shows that okay. And even the story he tells about that, which I don't know if if I was talking to a prospective girlfriend, I probably <laughs> wouldn't tell her a story about when I was about to sleep with another woman. I wouldn't either. I don't know. I married my high school sweetheart. I don't have much relationship experience. I've only been in one. So <laughs> I'm not well versed in that, but I don't think I would go there. But even his story, he's like, yeah. I took a girl home and I realized I had been there before. Like, yeah. Which, first of all, that is messed up. Yeah. And also, also really funny. Like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. unintentionally really funny. Yes. Yes. Um, like you see, you would see something like that in like a Judd Apatow movie. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, it, but it it just it kind of it it makes it. It's like it's, it's kind of a sleazy guy. Like, yeah. oh my god! But you know, the fact that one he gets there and it's like, oh man, I am a sleazy person, and he left, and then he's like, I I couldn't remember that, but I remember every morning with you. I guess that's romantic, but but he. Yeah. He's, you know, head over heels, like, you know, as Laurel puts it, full court press. Like, I'm going to do, I'm going to become the man you want me to become um, because I care about you enough. And that's, yeah. that's big on a guy who last episode was like, did you miss the meaningless sex? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you know, so he, like every other character in the show, my first impression was completely changed. And he ends up being a fan favorite and he's only in yes. the show for a season. He yeah, makes some appearances, it's, but it's it's nuts how that works. You know, he he he's one of the you know biggest takeout takeaways from the show, and that's that's part to the great writing and the great performance by Colin Donnell because he 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 does well of acting like belligerent billionaire playboy, um, heartfelt guy, good friend, mm-hmm. and then destroyed son, but that comes later. You know. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Well. Let's since we talked about Tommy, let's transition back to his the object of his affection. Yeah. Laurel. Yes. So I love early Laurel. Yeah. 
She's I very good. early Laurel. Like I, it turns out like after watching this, how much I missed Laurel as a character. Yeah, I have to do my first. Folks, we're going to get a couple of apologies from me from me saying I did not like this, and then me watching like you know what I like that. Last episode, I said I saw her in the episode in the pilot. I said this is going to be my Lana Lang, and I'm yeah. not going to like her. But since <laughs> since I've rewatched Smallville, I'm like you know Lana Lang's not that bad really. You know, like especially the first couple seasons of Lana. She was she was fine. She was fine. Up until like season three, season four. Yeah. So I'm watching her and she is very driven by her job. She's willing to take on people who can kill her. <laughs> uh, yes. She stands by that when her dad questions it. She says that that's her way of dealing with what she lost as well. She can't hate Oliver anymore because she never stopped to think about what happened to him and what he lost in that. And she's considerate. She is smart. She's funny. Um, She does a really good job of, uh, I, I, I love in the second episode where she runs into Oliver and this is fresh after he said, don't talk to me anymore. Mm -hmm. And she like cuts him off when he's introducing himself to the girl. And she's like, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) she she cheated on me me with my sister. And you know, it's just, this is going to sound wild, but she is a smart, independent female character. She's not being, she's not the damsel in distress. Um, she does get in distress. <laughs> People are trying to kill her in some of these episodes, but she's, I never feel like she is weak. Yeah. And it's, it's not because of that. And it's not because of like stereotypical reasons. Yeah. Yeah. No, the reason that she's getting targeted isn't because she's the lady in the episode. It's because she's doing things that would get her targeted. Yes. You know, and she, she's putting herself out there, really being heroic without any kind of ability to be a hero in that sense yes. of the show yet. So she's already shown the qualities of being the character that everyone's already assuming she's going to become. Yeah. And she even shows off some little fighting moves, man. She beats a up a dude. Bit. You know, I like that. That's it's so funny. It's like, you got to, Tommy's like, you got to go through me. And it's like, man, they're going to go through me, aren't they? Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> this, this, there, there's some really funny lines in this. Um, There are. Yeah, no, no. I, I think at the end of this, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta talk about just the humor from all the characters, kind of, oh, yeah. you know, knocking the perception of this being a very like dark, serious, gritty, gritty yeah, thing. It is, show, yeah. but it's actually quite funny. Yes, they balance the humor pretty, pretty well in the first couple of episodes. Along, and with it's the not forced action. either. It's not no, it's, it, no, it's not. It's not overly quippy. It's not anecdotal. It's natural. Yeah, she's she's just well done because she's not. I had yet in, you know, my, my TV watching was very limited at this point, but I had yet to see a character done like her. I had yet to see a female character on TV be good at her job, but not be good at her job to show that she can be good at her job. Yes. There was no character they wrote. There was a man over her saying like, you can't be doing these things. You know, I, I didn't, I didn't see a point where a character challenged her because she was a woman or you know, just those things that you would kind of get. They wrote her strong without having to say, hey, by the way, she's strong. Yes. You know, and that's that that's how characters should be written anyway, male or female. I agree. So it was just I hadn't seen that before, you know? Again, refreshing. This show is refreshing yeah. in a lot of ways. Especially and again, you know, we're talking, you know, here early arrow, and like it's funny, they throw a lot of characters at us early yeah. on. Oh, yeah. And they all have they all have agency, they all have wants, hopes, dreams. They they have very distinct motivations yes. and quirks 
and it all and like it's it's a lot to take in and a lot to to process. But like the way they fold everything in together in early on, masterstrokes. There are there are no. This is pulling from another podcast we know. There are no Trevors here. Um, no, there's these not. People feel like they've been there their yeah. entire lives. Like they didn't just show up when Oliver came back. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't like this episode popped up and someone, you know, oh hey Laurel, I've known you for years. Like no, you can tell she's been here. Um, you know, you can hear about their history and stuff like that. She wore horrible fishnets in Halloween. Mm-hmm. Funny pool to poke fun at, you know, the character that everyone. Yes, expected, absolutely. You know. They uh, absolutely they, they they do that. I, I did see my first example of like like fifty two. I did see my first mm-hmm. example fifty two in there. They throw you all these characters. They're building this world. They throw out little tiny Easter eggs of places too. I wrote down yeah. the places. Did you catch all? Because like there there was. I don't know if I caught all. There's of them. a no. There's but, a Bloodhaven mention. There's a there's a Corto Maltese in episode Corto three. Maltese. Bloodhaven mm-hmm. was episode four. Episode six is Coast City. Yeah, they mentioned Coast City there. Um, yeah, and uh, then Rob the the only I guess Trevor Light character is Rob, uh, the yeah. other bodyguard. Yeah, but, he, but, and, that, but that was done more for a joke. <laughs> it was. Yeah, uh, he mentions he was SWAT team for the MCU, so that's that's Metropolis. I didn't even think about that. I was thinking like you know Marvel Cinematic Universe. I don't know why I hear <laughs> I hear MCU, and that's where my mind goes to. No, yeah, he worked in Metropolis. Yeah, that's funny. I did not know that. Yeah, no, I did. I didn't. I didn't mm-hmm. see it the first time. But yeah, I mean. We we've we've gone through. I mean, are there? I mean, there there are characters in the flashbacks, but those are going to be left for the flashback episodes, of course. The interesting thing here with all these these characters, right? And I think it's something that Oliver, that number one Oliver says, and also something that Diggle says. And Oliver says, like I, at the end of one episode, I didn't know how painful it would be to have to keep my secrets. Yeah, and then Diggle, shortly after he finds out, he tells Oliver, he's like, "You didn't count on." your family being present when you started this. Yeah. You did not count on what it would do to you to have to do this with your family involved. Cause I think I've, I've mentioned before, like Oliver's doing this while living at home. Yeah. Like in his parents' house. Yeah. There's actual weight to him being a vigilante. He has to Correct. constantly break his mom's heart. by being like, I'll be there. I have to go. Yeah. Or lying yes. to people, and like I, I hate you going back to Smallville, but like Clark just left school whenever there was never any he kind did. of like truancy or anything. Yeah, like there were no like, consequences. There are, con- yeah. there are constant consequences for every action and 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 thing he says. Yeah, you know, uh, there, there's a part where his mom's like, I don't even know why you bothered to come home, and like you're like, yes. like you know, dang, and yeah, and this is different from like something like Bruce Wayne, how Bruce Wayne doesn't have anybody to answer to. Yeah, right, and so that's why he can kind of just kind of do what he pleases. Yeah, Clark Kent doesn't you know, early on doesn't necessarily have anybody to answer to. Cause when he's out and about doing stuff, there's like, Oh, he's just on the beat. He's working on a story yeah. and it's just automatically assumed. And that's, that's it. That's all you have to deal with. And yeah. same goes for a lot of other superheroes. But like in this, like it's, it's, it's Spider-Man like in where he has a responsibility to lots of people in his circle. There are lots of yeah. people in his circle. And he is in this case, a target <laughs> for a lot of people, Yeah, you know, uh, tying everything together. And so that's what makes, a lot of this early stuff and early arrows so interesting is because of the constant consequences that are present. And then they give you a great story beat to what he can do to remedy that. He's like, I'm going to open up a nightclub. So have an yeah. alibi for where I am at night. It's like, Oh man, that's really kind of smart, kind of clever, yeah, you know? So like, it's just, you feel the pressure on him, especially by episode six, where this is the first episode where Diggle is now kind of joined the, joined in the fold, which he, mm-hmm. I, I love. He's like, I didn't sign on to be a sidekick. I signed on to be a partner. Yes. Um, he yeah, said, he I, makes that distinction very, very yes. clear. Then in the next episode, he says, I work with you, not for you. Just very much a man standing up for himself. 
But yes, in that episode, you have uh, Diggle saying, hey, there's more than one way to save the city. Here's this situation here. If outside mm-hmm. of your dad's list, don't be so narrow-minded. Let's do this. Yeah. And that episode, Oliver's like, okay, I'm going to divvy off of what I've been doing. And immediately, that causes the most friction with his mom so far in the show. As far as like, yeah. he's like, okay, well, if I'm going to try to do this hero thing or you know help the city in different ways – it's going to come at a cost in this and he has to find yeah. a way to balance that. And it's, you feel that. Yeah. And he, and he, and he even tells Diggle he's fully aware of the consequences of it and yeah. he's taking it all on, which admirable, but like it's, it's, that's rough. And every time someone tells him off, whether he's pretending to be the jerk or he's mm-hmm. just being himself, you can yeah. see it breaks him inside. It does. It's crazy. Even when he's at, at the speech where he's talking about, um, you know, how he's not his dad and everything like that. When he leaves, like, you can see it, like, that that sucks. I, yes. I don't want to make, you know, I don't want to do that. Man, you know, I, I I can't wait for us to get to the stuff we don't like. Because right now, we just really are loving this show. We are. We are loving it. We are. I'm excited to watch more of it. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, man. It's, it's getting me, man. But it's also, like, because I kind of know what's coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but that also kind of makes it fun, though, because yeah. we and lots of people know and understand that the early part is is some of the best stuff of the show and likely yeah. the the best stuff of the show anyway. So it's it's cool that we're like we're building up all this credit, right? And this equity, yeah. uh, because, you know, this it's going to take a little bit of a turn <laughs> later on for sure. Now, quickly here, let's, let's touch on the another huge aspect of the early part of the show, in, in addition to, you know, the characters that we kind of get flooded with the list as a concept. Yes. Right. What are your thoughts on the list and how they use it in, in the show? I think the list was a very clever, less obvious way to do freak of the week episodes. And absolutely, you know, this was their meteor shower, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I, I like that the list wasn't in order. I think it's pretty interesting that like he goes up to Martin Summers in episode two, because it's relevant to what's going on in the moment. Yes. Like, you know, it, it, it was just coincidental. Same thing with a couple episodes. He ends up just doing things because he's like, okay, well this guy's, I need to get this guy now, but it's, it's like, it's, it's a clever way to give Oliver something to do each week. It is interesting because you want to know, where it comes from. And then when you see how it was kind of made when in a flashback, he holds over a fire and you see yeah. some, the first thing I, when I remember seeing that when it first aired, I was like, Oh no, he threw away some of the names. Mm-hmm. Like he burned some of them. So some of the guys, like, again, yeah, like he'll never catch those guys or, you know, so it's like, wow, he, he you know, he ruined some of his list. It's a, it, it's, it's just, it's just a clever way to give him something to do each other. So I looked forward to who was next on the list mm-hmm. mainly because we got a pretty badass scene with him probably scaring someone to death. Yes. Him saying the catchphrase we all love, mm-hmm. and that just being awesome. I mean, the beginning of episode two, it's on the rooftop, and you know he just demolishes these men. Oh yeah, he throws a guy down on a fan, and he's holding him near a blade. You know, Martin Summers, he has him hanging upside down. He does. And he's shooting yeah. arrows at his face. Uh, another episode, he has a guy on a railroad track. Hardcore, you know? like you know, just, just very terrifying. Batman inspired, yeah. but. You know, it's it's good stuff. And, you know, and the other thing, it's interesting to point out, he doesn't kill all of them. No, that was I, I, I was pretty shocked that I didn't realize that, like, there was one episode I can't even think of the character. Like, he gives him the opportunity 
to confess. He gives several of them. He yeah. does. He tells them and, to and, confess, and, and when they don't, then he goes after them. Yeah, and and the 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 henchmen, not all of them are dead either. Yeah. They have they are they're impaled with arrows. Yeah, and as we saw. <laughs> You know, you know, in the at the end of the second episode, like that was another great ending. You know, to the to the to an episode when he gets shot by by the arrow. But like, yeah, I would pass out after that too and be unconscious if I got shot with an arrow. So, yes. so yeah, so a lot of those people aren't dead. So his his kill count is lower than I remember it being because I I because yeah, a, a first watch of this was like, oh, all these dudes are dead. Yeah, he's like killed loads of people, but. It's it's not as many as I thought. Do you know do you know what I think started that narrative was the pilot him breaking that guy's neck? Yeah. And I think where we think he kills Deadshot. Mm-hmm. I remember like, wow, like I thought Deadshot was a pretty big character. Like just he was yeah. dead in like twenty five minutes. <laughs> you know, but mm-hmm. I, I think we kind of got that like, oh, he's a, he's a, I mean, and everyone calls him a murderer. You yeah. know, Diggle granted, finds out he's, like, you're he's, a murderer. And he is, but like it's not like is. this just since we were like this dude is just murking everybody he sees yeah because at first because like at first you know first watch we kind of and we i guess the impression of this of of the show is that oh he's basically like green arrow meets john wick right yeah like (laughs) but it's actually a little bit less less john wick uh than than we thought and so that was a that was also a nice little surprise uh because i did not uh, it, it just didn't register that not all those dudes were dead Yes. And because like he kills like what three people in the pilot, mm-hmm. like you know those because they can't n- nobody can know his secret. Yes. but he doesn't kill Adam Hunt. He doesn't no. do that, you know. No. And and then several of these other people he doesn't, and he gives them a chance to right the wrong that they made before he comes after him again. And yeah. he, and sometimes when he goes after him again, he also doesn't kill them then either. No, I mean and he had he had pretty he shot one of the guys in the hand. Yeah, you know instead of killing him. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he 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 doesn't kill. I'm trying to I'm trying to go back and think. Does he kill anyone on the list in the first six episodes? In the first six, I mean, I just I just watched him recently. I I, I don't recall him killing any of them. Only, one of them, uh, James Holder, is killed before he is killed by Deadshot before he can do. Yeah, it. James Holder killed. Yeah, so I don't even know if he. I have to go back and confirm this, but I don't even know if he kills anybody on the list in the first few episodes of the show. Not in the first. He few, has no, a lot of great lines. He 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 pins. Uh, he pins Summers against the wall, and Summers yelling, "Oh God, oh God, oh God!" He says, "He can't help you." <laughs> like, uh-huh. You know, just, just you know, great, great lines. Yeah, man. This, this whole why does I mean? I, I guess the henchman. I'm thinking, why was everyone? Because like that's the first like Diggle. You're not a hero. You you know you you're a murderer. Yeah. Well, again, but well, remember the first early reports. You know, in the first episode when he when he was saved by the vigilante, yeah. vigilante he was he, those dudes are dead. Yeah. So those I'm are getting, confirmed. <laughs> I'm, act, I'm acting like you have to get a certain amount of murders to become a murderer. It's like, no, if you do it once. Yeah. <laughs> if, yeah, if it all, all it takes is one. <laughs> it's like, well, he hasn't done that many yet. Should we really call him a murderer? It's like, well, like yeah. I watch too no. much action television, apparently. Yeah, I know, right? No, like, no, he, like, for the record, he, he, he is one. It's yes. just his kill count is way lower than I thought it was. <laughs> listen, everybody, listen, I'm not callous to, to, to death, okay? <laughs> just, just had a lapse Same, of yeah. there. Had a lapse in judgment. Okay, I watched the John Wick movies recently. Ooh. but yeah, his his count is way higher than Oliver Queen's. Yeah, that is a that is a confirm. Yeah, no, Oliver Queen not as uh, not as killed trigger happy as 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 I remember. Still awesome though. Still scary. Um, not mm-hmm. Batman scary. Where like I'm physically scared of what Batman would look like in person. 
but yeah. just like and, oh and the fact and like the myth of Batman. Yeah. But oh my god, this dude. Yeah, but these people like know that he will take you out. Yeah, that's the, that's the difference. That's a, because yeah. he even says, because he even says, like you know, like only kill for the good of others. Yeah, and so he has a list, and you know, not only like that that list, but like a list of of victims. But uh, again, as I said, not as much as I thought, and that's surprising because the 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 narrative surrounding him a lot of times is like he's just kind of he's just cold blooded, and in these first few episodes, we don't see that. We see that later. Yeah. Right, he de- he de- he definitely becomes that. He becomes that. We see him become that, and it's, it's it, that's also jarring. But we'll get to there. We'll get there. Yes, cool. So, early arrow. What do you think? Is it a bullseye? Is it off the mark? Is it a miss? Or did it fail this city? No, it's it, it's it's a bullseye, and it's it's weird, man, because it's not going to drop off for me for a while. Like it's it it it's gonna be it's gonna be very precise bullseye. There's gonna be some bullseyes. Yeah, no, it's definitely a bullseye, man. Um, I enjoyed this. I noticed more. I laughed more than I remembered, mm-hmm. and I'm still blown away by the action. Um, yeah, definite bullseye for me, man. What about you, sir? Oh, early arrows is a is a bullseye. It's it's hitting a lot of the right notes, and it's just it's it's a nice thing to kind of come back to and remember it's like ah oh, man it's like a breath of fresh air ah yeah this show was so good <laughs> they they don't they don't treat you like you can't figure things out on your own yeah they don't they don't just hit you over the head with things and i really like that i agree i feel smart watching characters be smart i mm-hmm. feel strong watching characters be strong i feel respected watching characters be respected you you just you just you just want to be in that and it's good. For sure, for sure. Got any fun lines that you wrote down from the characters, from funny character quirks? Yes. Uh when they when Diggle takes Tommy and, and Oliver to Big Belly Burger for the first time, and Tommy comments on Carly's attractiveness, and Diggle just stares at him and just is like, That's my sister in law. But Tommy's just like, who I will never talk to yeah. or see ever again. <laughs> Like immediately, he changes his entire tune. Dude, man, yeah, I got some good laughs. I got, I, I one of one of my, it, it, it's such a dumb joke, and I don't know why it gets me. But I remember laughing the first time I saw it, and I laughed again today watching this episode. When Oliver has been arrested, another thing that is a pretty interesting story arc in the very early of the show. Um, he's on house arrest, and Thea is starting to actually question if he could be who he is. And she's like, well, I saw your scars and you even gave me this arrowhead, which is funny to think about. And he very calmly and very like cleverly comes up with, Oh, he's like, I'm really sorry. I I bought that at like, you know, the Beijing airport at at the gift Mm -hmm. shop. He's like, I'm glad I got you that instead of the shot glass with a panda on it, because then you would think I was running around (laughs) being panda man. And for some reason, (laughs) the way he delivers the line panda man, it just makes me laugh. Because Panda Man is such a dumb thing. Yeah. And it just didn't fit there. It but didn't. He did it to make her laugh and distract her from what she was thinking about. Absolutely. And it worked. Um, no, but uh yeah, no, that uh like like I said earlier, Diggle saying, Man, I'm gonna make you swallow that Nikon. Great mm-hmm. line. When when Oliver drives off, he says, uh Tommy's like, happens to you a lot, doesn't it? That's funny. That is. With the uh what was the other security guard's name? The other Rob. officer? Rob. When he's like, I'm going to the washroom, Rob. And he sits there for a second. Diggle's like, oh, that boy's already gone. <laughs> that boy's already gone. <laughs> it just made me laugh. Diggle, man. 
Diggle's everybody's black stepdad. Yeah. If you've never had a black father. You have one in Diggle. So you do. Know that. Know that. <laughs> but yeah, no, great, great lines. Um, some some real intense, serious lines. Uh, dead people don't want anything. Oof. The uh, you know, you know that that that's the perk of being dead. Things like that. Um, yeah, we we, uh, we do people on. think that I got my MBA on the island? Yeah, that was a nice comeback you know, from Oliver. Um, or that my CFO sleeps down the hall from my hall for me now. Great, you know, just great lines, man. Um, memorable lines, and I I just. Yeah, I'm 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 ready to get down and watch it. I'm ready for the next episode because I know what the next episode is over. Oh yeah. And I'm really I'm really excited to talk about this this episode and this character coming up. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to it too, but you'll have to stay tuned uh, and keep your eye out for the next episode of Always Hold On to Arrow. Hold On to Arrow is part of the Always Hold On To network of podcasts and brought to you by listeners like you. For a full list of patrons, listen to our flagship show, Always Hold On To Smallville. Always Hold On To Arrow theme music is by Lance Laster, and our podcast art is by Tom Gerke. You can follow us on Twitter at Do Not Fail Our Pod and send us an email at alwaysarrow at gmail.com with one R. Thank you for listening. <laughs>